time of year is it now? It is the middle of September. No, no. Not here. I mean on Earth. Ah, yes. It is early December on Earth. Close to the time of the Christmas. That explains it. What is a Christmas? It is an occasion for great joy and peace on the planet Earth. Hello, listening people. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Bartek, how are you doing? Oh, me, oh, my, I'm good, Ryan. <laughs> S-A-N. <laughs> D-A-C-L-A-U-S. Hooray for Santa Claus. Hooray for Santa Claus. Bartek, we're here. It's a holiday time of year, whether people celebrate Christmas or they just like having time off from work. We are giving our spectacular holiday session in which we talk about a holiday-related film, and we are spit and polished, likingly because we are always spitting, and we come from the very wholesome culture of the Polish variety. And Bartek... Any facts about the Polish people or the culture that happens around this time of year? Anything special that comes about? Do they set graves on fire? Like for Halloween? Um, they do this thing where, uh, like everywhere around Poland you go during this season, they play Christmas carols. Yeah? Yeah. The whole time? Do they play S A N D A C L A U S Hooray for Santa Claus? Do they do that in Polish? Pro tip for our listeners: when you're going to break into song, make sure you breathe in first. Because I didn't. No, no, no. Because I sprayed on you. Yeah. We are doing our show Pictures Pow Wow, in which we talk about a movie that has come recommended, whether you recommend the movie Bartek, whether I recommend it, or the listening people. And this is from one of our listening people, and we picked it because it was the only holiday variety movie we had in the list. And Bartek, who recommended this film, and what did they recommend? If I'm not mistaken, it was uh, a listening person named Stuart Hare, who I went to school with. Ah, they're to blame. (laughs) They're to blame? It's as if you didn't like it. What film did they choose? They chose for us 1964's Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Ah, so, people, if you have not seen this film before, we say to ye, ooh, back to Halloween now, um, ooh, spooky, that you watch the film, it's on YouTube, it's a public domain movie, so mm-hmm. you can easily watch it, and hell, you can buy it, if you want, as if you're free. You, you can put it in, like, a film of your own, if you want. You could upload it to YouTube with ads, if you want, if you're scum. In an alternate universe. Which is the way I watched it. <laughs> um, if you, uh, if we were in an alternate universe, the movie, uh, fuck, I forget the title. Um. It's a Wonderful Life, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, the, the Santa Claus. No, I'm talking about the Eddie Murphy movie that we did early on the podcast. <laughs> Day, meet M- Dave, meet Dave. Yes, in an alt- <laughs> in an alternate universe, in Meet Dave, they would have watched this film instead of the other public domain Christmas film which we did last year. Yeah, you're yeah. correct, but. This one has a legacy all of its own. So if people have not seen this, watch it, because we're going to be talking about spoilers. Details are going to be spoiled. I know you're sitting here going, but I want to know how Santa conquers the Martians. Please tell me. No, go watch the film. You have to find out how he does it. I'm I'm not going to give it away. Yeah, and like we said, it's easily findable. Yeah, it's easily findable, and uh, there's varying qualities. You have old-school shitty transfers and nice, pristine HD ones, all on YouTube. So have fun reading the comments comment section rather than watching the film, like hey, me. Hey, if you watch the film, you'll see that there's a Polish newspaper at one point. Oh, and if you watch the film early on, keep an eye out for uh, costume designer is spelt wrong, <laughs> and I noticed that, I noticed it immediately, um, as custom, custom, custom designer. <laughs> so, Bartek, your friend is the person who recommended this, so we, are, we don't ask this enough, but why do you think they recommended this? And then you can tell us your history with this. 
Um, so he's not a guy that I knew too well. He's I, I kind of think of him as he's one of Reese's friends that I uh, you know sometimes would just be in the same group. Hope he's listening, Stuart. You better be listening to this. <laughs> I remember for because I I first met Reese and by extension Stuart in year eleven, which was two thousand ten, and uh, became fast friends with Reese. And for his birthday, which is early in the year, we went and saw The Hurt Locker. Ah, uh, um, Jeremy Renner. Yeah. Uh, was, was he in that film? Yes. I barely remember. That's what he's known for, other than Hawkeye. Oh, I know him from Mission Impossible 4. Nobody knows him from that. <laughs> no, are you, are, you, are you sure you're not thinking of him in uh, Jason Bourne 4 or 5, in which randomly he played Jason Bourne? Oh, yeah, Bourne, that was a nobody thing. remembers. <laughs> and then they went straight back to Matt Damon. I haven't seen any of those films. Oh, such a shame. Um, but I do remember Stuart was in that group there. So, you know, he, he was always around, but I don't think I talked to him too much. But he was a nice guy. And I know that he was also into movies. Mm-hmm. And he, he's commented on our page a few times. He may still be into movies. We don't know. Was is so past tense. He's like, well, no, he, he was he... into movies. Unfortunately, he watched Santa Claus Conquers the Martians <laughs> <laughs> and is no longer with us. Oh, see, I was going to make that a positive spin. Like, well, obviously he is still in it because he recommended Santa Claus Conquers the Martians to us. <laughs> and I um, haven't heard from him since. <laughs> um, so, yeah, whatever the specific reasons for recommending it, I don't know. But he gave us our Christmas film for the Listening People's Choice list. Maybe he knew that... Listening People's Choice would fall onto the Just Before Christmas oh, episode, yeah, so yeah. he was being considered. Would he recommend this however long ago? <laughs> I Okay, what's your history with this feature film? Uh, this is a film that I'd heard of um, way back in, I think, 2007, Cinemassacre, the people that make Angry Video Game Nerd, mm-hmm. or James Rolfe specifically, released a three-minute review of this film. Ah, which was quick and to the point. Yeah, it was very brief, and I always remembered, like, oh, yeah, it was. it's like a weird sort of Christmas film of mm-hmm. some sort. I, I couldn't remember if it was so bad it's good, a cult classic. Um, yeah, how do you, how we'll find out where it lands. <laughs> yeah, soon. we'll find out soon. Um, but yeah, I just remember like, oh, this is, this is a Christmas film that's weird. Yes. Yep. Uh, seminal Christmas film. It gave us Mrs. Claus, apparently. That was an interesting a bit cor- of trivia. So it has made a cultural ripple. So does that, hold on, does that mean that it invented it or is the first one that like it's, had that character? I guess it might be the first one who had it or Cause one invented of... it. It's a documented, first time documented yeah. of Mrs. Claus. I don't know what that means. Some... <laughs> like she's an actual wild animal that we've documented the first <laughs> sighting of. When I was looking up as much trivia as I could, obviously there was IMDB, but there was also a trivia section on TV tropes, which the phrasing there was, it's the first audio-visual representation. Oh, I don't so... know. I don't know. I don't know. But what I do Cinematic know debut, we'll probably go with that. You were familiar with this in some way, but you haven't seen it till now. Yes. And when you were getting ready to watch this, what were you hoping for? Like, what were you hoping for and what, and what were you thinking in terms of that so bad it's good or an actual cult classic film or genuinely hidden gem? Like, where were you leaning towards when you were getting ready to put this on? Um, I was hoping that it would be so bad it's good and the variety that works well when you're watching it alone. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. So I knew of this film. Many people have recommended this film to me because they're like, you love shit movies. And I say, no, I like unappreciated masterpieces. Thank you. And I was aware of it. I've seen some clips of it, some reviews of it like you over the years. And it just looked like boring shit. Because to me, rarely if ever have one of these old B-movies from the 50s and 60s ever been genuinely entertainingly bad. It's so bad, it's good. Uh, Ed Wood is the best one at that. And even he is, you know, he's a, he's, he's a classic. But I, I rather watch a Tommy Wiseau or Neil Breen than an Ed Wood film. So I wasn't pleased on that. I'm not a big Christmas movie fan either. Uh, I really don't care for Santa Claus movies. I like the Santa Claus <coughs> films with Tim Allen. I'm not against them, but I'm not a Miracle on 34th Street type of person. So I saw the title and I, was, I thought, oh, it's going to be a Christmas movie with Martians in it. And, th- and that was it. That was the movie. Uh, and I knew of its existence, and I was dreading watching it. I didn't want to watch it. I knew I was. I thought it was going to be boring, and rarely, if ever, funny. 
So I gathered my wife and uh, my former housemate Mark Ooh, came over Mark. <laughs> the other night to watch it. We all sat down, and oh boy, what a way the it kicks off beautifully. And before we even get there, my favorite parts of the movie were the little bit of respite we got when the uh, ads on YouTube played every <laughs> ten minutes from the person who monetized it. See, I watched it on YouTube, and I only had like four ads. Oh, like, I had lots each quarter. That was it. Oh, I had lots, and it was wonderful. Oh, that's interesting. So I had a wonderful time <laughs> with it, and so I hated this movie. I it was a joyless experience. Only minor moments of giggles came. And not enough for me not to want to shut it off. Uh, it was hard not to fall asleep during it, honestly. I found it an extremely boring affair. My favorite giggling thing throughout was the bad child acting. I usually try to be nice to children, but fuck it. It's Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. And these are their only acting roles. They know they're bad. I know they're bad. Everyone knows it. They were amusingly bad. They reminded me of on The Simpsons when we had those uh, Troy McClure uh, videotapes that they would put on and it would be like, no, a world without zinc. Jimmy or or the vegetarian infomercial uh, propaganda ad that they would have where it looks like where the idea is you've got to eat meat because if you don't, they'll eat you and your family and your friends. And it cuts to a cow looking sinister. And there's a little boy in each one of those ones where he goes, please stop touching me. You're hurting me as he's like hugging him. It reminds me of that. The child acting. Uh. So yeah, I watched this with a group, and we all had a miserable time. Mark was on his phone, Rachel was cross-stitching, and I was somewhat falling asleep on the couch watching this. So that was my experience. How about yours? Uh, wow, I didn't think it was that bad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, please tell me, tell me how I'm wrong. Please enlighten me on how good it was. Uh, well, look, I didn't love it, but I thought it was fine. Go on, I, I no, actually, no, go on. I actually had a kind of decent time with it. It was. It's. Just I'm ready to hear it. Go. <laughs> I don't know. You you really threw me off by how much you hated it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's just this really bizarre film that exists, which you know, it's from the early '60s, but it also still feels like it has those you know really wholesomey '50s vibes to it, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um. Where everything's like really sincere, um, saccharine, saccharine, really <laughs> throwing the wholesomeness at you, kind of thing going on. Mm-hmm. Um, Made me want to puke. Uh, yeah, and but it has all these like really bizarre premise things. You've got mm-hmm. the the Martian characters, which they're <laughs> they're differentiated from humans in the sense that like yeah, they're from another planet and they look different, but they're it's not that well thought out in making them really that much different. Like, oh, they're different. They're, you know, they're hidden. We don't know that they exist. Humans don't, but they still have TVs and... Oh, they could tune into us. Yeah, they can tune into us, but, like, it, it, they didn't feel like they had that much you know, more advanced technology than humans. It was just, like, you could really see the people wearing the costumes and on the sets. Yeah, so so tell me how it was good. <laughs> I didn't say it was good. I, I said no, better I... than what I liked. Apparently, <laughs> you're shocked that I hated this or didn't enjoy this. I'm I'm shocked that you're shocked. Now you be shocked <laughs> that I'm shocked that you're shocked. Look, Ryan, I <laughs> I thought that by the time the villain got sprayed with water at the end, like you'd be on board with the that film. That water it looked jizzy to me. <laughs> it looked very bubbly to me. Look, as soon as uh, what was his name, Drupo, Dropo, Fucko, go to Wayo from the film. That's when the film truly lost me. Because as soon as I saw that fucker, I went, "Oh God, I oh, we're gonna have to suffer this <laughs> dumbass," and we did, and we had to suffer him all the whole fucking film. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This is just a joyless experience. The only... Okay, so there are some so bad it's good moments, but they're not enough. So you and I, just beforehand recording, you said jokingly, or maybe not, that the best line in the movie was... Uh, oh me, oh my. Oh me, oh my. Oh me, oh my. My favorite line in the movie was, it's it's almost uh, September. <laughs> <And> that was... <laughs> 
And yeah, that, that, that like, was it. Yeah, that goes back if, to what I was saying. If there about... was more of that, then I would have loved this, but there wasn't. <laughs> yeah, that, that's another thing of like what I was talking about. Like, oh, they're not that much different from us. Like, apparently they have the same naming conventions, mm-hmm. terminal, uh, yeah, word origins for their months or whatever. Wow. Yeah, they're a warring race. Did you get it? Because they're from Mars, and Mars was the god of war. Did that's you true. get it? Yeah, that's true. Did you get it? Mm-hmm. That means it's a great film. I actually take everything back. That was really clever. I didn't even think of that, so now I do love it. Yeah, well, you have to apologize to Santa Claus. Okay, so so, Apo- I I just can't with you. I, I like I know what you're saying. Like I uh, like I this was not so bad. It's good to me. This was just boring and bad. Where where did it fall on that spectrum for you? Because we have particular tastes for so bad. It's good material. How did this fare? Um. If we're really going by so bad it's good, then, yeah, there's definitely way better things that you can watch if you want to, like, really laugh out loud. Mm-hmm. This was, like, you know, like, barely possible kitty kind of thing. Would you ever watch it again, and with a group? I wouldn't be opposed to watching it again. Like, I'm sure you, for you, like, <laughs> you know, out of the question, you're not watching it again. I'm having nightmares <laughs> hearing the theme song. <laughs> <laughs> it's killing me because I love it. Um, <laughs> D-A-C-L-A-U-S, hooray for Sandy Claus. <laughs> My favourite part of the theme song was reading the comments of the YouTube videos saying, you know, this song's not that bad, actually. And I wanted to kill each one of those commenters. Each one of them, I wanted to hunt down and kill them on YouTube. But Ryan, it was sung by a genuine child chorus. <sighs> Choir, I mean. Uh, go on. So, you, where does this, so you're saying when it comes to So Bad is Good material, it just... I don't think it has enough punch to, you know, truly satisfy a group. Like, I wouldn't put it, you know, next to, like, Troll 2 or The Room in, like, a, you know, movie night or anything like that, because the, the levels just aren't there. Yeah, uh, I guess with the So Bad It's Good movie, a part of my enjoyment factor that isn't really here with this, I guess it like it should be here for this, but it isn't, which is, who made this and why did they make this? Is often yeah. an enjoyment factor. And it's not as if those questions aren't relevant to this movie, but they weren't as prevailing as when you watch Fateful Findings by Neil Breen and you... Wonder who this strange man is. How did he get the money to make this? Why did he make this? What's this about? Is there a point? Is he legit? This, it was a classic 50s, 60s B-movie affair in which they had a set, they had some costumes, and they had some disparate element ideas and just shoved them together. It wasn't as mysterious to me or wasn't as... uh, engrossing to try and figure out why this was made and who made it. Yeah, I feel like with the presence of, you know, the two child actors and also the children's choir doing the song, <clears throat> it gave me this impression, um, in in a really weird way, sort of like Rise and Fall of Baal, where it feels like, mm. you know, this, this might be like a... Com- a not- Christian community <clears throat> making something not, weird. Not, not necessarily like a community, but some sort of organization that you know works with families or something yeah, that uh, might a syndicate yeah a, a, syn- a zaibatsu yeah <laughs> an evil evil syndicate <laughs> so you were saying yeah yeah the yakuza worked on this film <laughs> come on yes for relief efforts for whatever tragedy was happening in the early 60s yeah 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 mm-hmm. they, were, they were still reeling from the atomic bomb yeah but yeah like what you were saying yeah this film unless we look it up, doesn't really have, like, that central figure that we really enjoy with So Bad It's Good films. Um, and even though we don't know the answer to, you know, who made this, like, the things that we've thrown out there feel like they'd be right. You know, the, the, at the very end of the credits, they mentioned some sort of studio. In the trivia, it mentioned that most of the film was filmed in, like, an empty aircraft car- hangar or something like cool. that. Cool, cool. Yeah, the So Bad is Good element also, there just wasn't enough uh, definition or lack of definition for characters. When you watch The Room, you you know what Johnny's supposed to be because the writers 
failing at it so hard mm. that you know what they're Johnny Johnny's supposed to be the best guy in the world, but he, he he's played by like a weirdo. Yeah. Who makes him inherently unlikable, but that was what, that's what makes him likable, the contradiction in terms. Or or to go to a classic for us is is uh <laughs> Rise and Fall of Baal, which is a mystery box movie we did, movie project, in which we had characters or things in there that was super specifically defined, but we didn't know why they were that way. So in that film project, a girl played uh, Jezebel, Mm -hmm. and she, she played it in a way where it's either this is just how she is in real life as a child, or this is her mocking people. But you got that sense where this character walks in and she's all like, she's supposed to be a religious figure from the Bible or whatever. And she comes in and she's just like, oh my God. Yeah, she's like- Kill you, kill my friends, kill my dog. Yeah, she's a corrupt queen of some sort. I can't remember the exact details. But she's Jezebel. Yep. And then they play Who Let the Dogs Out when she's eaten by dogs. Because that's because her it's a, it's a fate cla- in the Bible. It's yeah. a classic, classic moment. Here, the, the, the laughs came from just how cheap the production was. But for myself, this isn't as amusing to me because I've grown up with Doctor Who. I've grown up with old school Star Trek. I've grown up with old school science fiction movies as well as just old school movies. So seeing the guys with their face paint on or the polar bear with the obvious head not attached to the body, that's somewhat amusing, but it just doesn't push it over the line for me because it isn't unusual for the times. Like when we watch a Neil Breen movie made today, you look at it and say, well, yeah, now anyone can pick up a camera and film whatever the fuck they want. And with people like Neil Breen, you question if that's a good thing or not. But back in the day, they they had to get a studio space and they had to rent these cameras and they had to get these actors. It was a lot more of a process before their videotape cameras that people can use, right? So there should be more of a of a, a mystique to this film with that, but really it isn't that wondrous of a question of why is this here? It just is here because Christmas movies needed to be made and it was a market that people wanted to fill and so in, so is science fiction and the budgetary constraints of it aren't that unusual for the times. While something like Neil Breen's constraints are unusual for the times, and you don't know with him if it's deliberate or not. While with Tommy Wiseau, he had an unlimited amount of funds, evidently. Which is a mystery in itself, yeah. Which is a mystery in itself, and yet the film looks good and terrible at times. And that's a mystery in itself. And the more you dig into that, the more crazy stories you get. Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, it is just some people in the 60s got some money and filmed in a air hangar bay or wherever it was and they had a bunch of twerpy children and some weird freak called fucko or whatever his name was and he was just running around being santa claus and they probably hired some mole santa guy to be santa just some guy i love how the credits go and this guy as santa claus and i stated like oh it's so good when you watch a movie where you recognize no actor Mm. (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think they i think when you're looking up the trivia like the only really known person was someone who was was like the female child martian yeah who she's known for having done bad performances in the late 20th century what an achievement so I'm shitting on the movie. Tell me some of your fun times with this. With uh, Santa Claus. I guess... I, I guess rather than, you know... Again, I didn't love the film, but a lot of the cheapness stuff, like, did at least keep me going a little bit. Like I said, mm. there were all these, like, little contradictions of, like, oh, you're so advanced, you're, you're this is a sci-fi world, but, you know, the whole sequence in the cave felt, like, out of a fantasy movie... Um, there were all these like little references that if you really think about them, it's like, oh, an hour. And it's like, oh, is that based on like earth hours? The, the months having similar names, just all these little things that like, if you had an author director, you know, they would have thought about it a bit, you know, deeper. It would have actually felt like a distinct community. Um, just all these like little things. It's like, ah, you didn't think of that. Didn't think of that. And that just kind of kept me going. I don't know what to say. (laughs) 
Yeah, but what were some memorable or standout fun moments or funny things or fun things? I think in general, I enjoyed the Santa Claus performance. Like he, he look the Santa Claus character. It's it's a character who's you know very jolly. You know he says some little innocent things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the actor in this film, you know, stayed on point the whole way through with that. And you know that I felt it felt like a sincere performance. It bugged me that he had short sleeves. He had his Santa outfit without sleeves that went all the way down to the cuffs with the big furry white cuffs. He had sleeves that cut off at his elbows. So he had forearms the entire movie and it really <laughs> upset me. It really upset me. You should have done Santa with muscles. Oh no, don't say that. Don't <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that he was fine. Mm. He played Santa Claus. It's a very specific type of character to play, and it's really hard to fuck it up. But he managed because he was an old fat guy. It wasn't even. It annoyed me. It wasn't. I mean, if you're gonna get a guy who plays Santa Claus in your feature film where it's supposed to be Santa Claus, have a guy with a real beard. Don't have a guy with a fake beard on. It, was- it bugs me so much. Especially if you're hiring a guy who's a not well-known actor. You're just hiring him because he looks like Santa Claus. Make sure he has a fucking real beard. Well, Ryan, you say he's not a well-known actor, but on IMDb, his name does have a picture attached to it. That's pretty big league. (laughs) You know who else has pictures attached to their names? Who? All the famous celebrities. (laughs) Name one. They have one. If I name one that doesn't, does that refute your point? Uh, when the episode's done, because we're not checking during the episode. Ah, uh, so I could say that I'm right, and you would have to take it on the pod. No, I'm I'm saying that that's my case. I can say that I'm right, and you have to take it. No, I refuse your hypothesis. Well, Ryan, I have a response. S A N T A C L A U S Hooray for Santa Claus! Oh, that was the best part. Did you like at the very end of the credits when they ran out of credits, so they just put the lyrics up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I did. It's to remind us how to spell it. So I, okay, so 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 I had some funny moments. I loved figuring out if their antennas were antennas or if they were part of their helmets. Yeah. <laughs> and then when the kids showed up, like, oh, they're, they're, I guess they're supposed to be antennas on the actual aliens. So that was very funny. Uh, I, uh, uh, You almost said loved. Yeah. You're lying. You you say you hate it, but you almost said loved. I loved when it ended. No, I, uh, <laughs> had a good laugh when Mrs. Claus entered and they told her it was the TV, on the TV, and she kept plowing forward, and then she was like, ooh, am I on the TV? I haven't done my hair up, and she's got, like, a perfectly <laughs> done wig on her head, and then she... I don't know, had Tourette's or something and started, like, shaking and quivering and going, making all these noises and then galloped off screen and we never saw her again, really. I think that was, like, one of the final appearances of her. Well, it was her first of two appearances. It was the prologue. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's another thing. Like, you you get introduced to Santa right at the beginning of the film, then you don't see him again until the halfway point. There's one performance I thought was the best for the good-bad quality, which was the old Martian man who came... <laughs> in the cave? Well, yeah, I guess he was in the cave. He was he was on a, on a crater, at least. He was sitting on a crater at some point, and because he just, like, transports... An, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, in the film they say that it's a forest. I forgot about that. Shut up. <laughs> they say no. They say Shut like up. we have to go to the forest and see the wise man. Yeah, you know the forests of Mars. We all know those. And there's your the wise man whose performance sounded like he was one second from death itself. He reminded me of in Intolerable Cruelty, mm-hmm. George Clooney's boss that he meets in that one scene. Do you remember his boss? Who's who's dying, and he's like this elderly, elderly old man. He's got all these things hooked up to him. He's got these big glasses on. He's this wrinkly old man, and he, he talks like this. There was something like that, yeah. And he like has that, this yeah. one little yellow tube 
coming out of his chest that doesn't connect to anything. It's just a tube that ends, and you see it just hanging out, and he rips it out, and all this stuff starts spurting out of him, and George Clooney looks horrified, and that's, like, the only scene with this guy, and it's, like, shot like a horror movie. He reminded me of that guy, where he's just, like, this elderly freak that's dying, and they gave him lines to perform, and I didn't understand most of what he said, or I didn't care. Maybe that's the difference. So maybe that is not that I don't understand the movie, it's that I didn't care. But I, I loved his performance because it was so bizarre. I wish more of it was that type of performance, rather than a fucko, or freako, or whatever his name was, Droopy the dog, whatever his name was. I think, I think the villain was Volda. Oh, and then there's the villain. I'm talking about, like, the comedic guy. Droppo. Yeah, I know, Droopy, I know, yeah. Cuckboy, whatever. Yeah, whatever his name was. And then I hated the villain guy with the with the paint, uh, with the glued-on moustache, and his entire performance was just I disagree with what you just said. No, Martian children should not watch TV. I am from Mars. Earth people bad. See how fun that Toys was? Toys bad, yeah. See how fun? See how much fun we're having with that performance of me doing his performance? Now imagine watching this on your flat screen TV. It also was a fucking whiplash to see this movie on a big television screen. I'll tell you that, and it was in good resolution, but it was it was it was insulting to my TV. I do, I do recall from the review that I watched, you know, way back in almost two decades ago. Um, visually, the film wasn't very good to look at, and there were points in this film where it was very very dark. Oh yeah, especially in the polar bear scene when they're in the cave. Oh, that was a laugh out loud scene. Mm. <laughs> because because our house, my former housemate Mark uh, made a joke that was funnier than the entire scene but it made me laugh because the whole entire thing was on point and I said I should bring this up on the podcast but then it's going to open up an avenue but I'll do it anyway which is this guy in the suit of a polar bear runs out he's got the obvious separation and Mark pointed to the screen and said oh no a furry and that made me laugh thinking that these small children were being terrorized by a furry Mm -hmm. and that was more amusing than the actual scene itself I was laughing at the idea that there was this 47 year old Italian balding man in his little fursona outfit of a polar bear chasing these children in the 1960s and it made me laugh more than it it did so that was a moment that's fair enough how do you feel was that a good fursona his polar bear outfit is that a good i think they're called fursuits fursuits well he's a fursona in a fursuit you don't have a fursuit unless you have a fursona right um, right? Yiffing, tell me about that again. <laughs> I I don't know the the exact definition of fursona. I figure that I figure that, that means like a character that you put on. I imagine you'd have one for if you had a fursuit on. I don't you think could. you just have a fur I don't think uh, furries, let us know. I would imagine most furries who have a full on fursuit, like this guy. <laughs> like I was saying it like it's a fact now you had a fursuit. Could be a woman. Guy or girl or other or Martian. Uh, <laughs> uh, September. He could. Uh, most. I would say if you have a fursuit of that level, you have a fursona. I don't think you have a fursuit of this degree, or maybe even any, and you're just walking around going, hey, yeah, it's me, Bartek. How are you guys going? And you're just being Bartek in a giant polar bear outfit. I don't. If you're at a furry con, I don't think so. That's just maybe me. I don't know. You're the first owner. You're the furry well, expert. You know what, Ryan? I think you just took the title. Yeah. You're the furry expert now. <laughs> Captain Phillips. And, <laughs> and that I'm, is- I'm the furry now. Is is that the is this the avenue you're talking about? You taking my throne of the furry king, the furry expert? Your felty throne, yeah. You can take it. Your I, leopard prince It's throne. been many years since Chicken Little, and I don't think I've learned anything since then, but you clearly have. And that's the difference between you and me. I don't think me. I've learned anything. I think I've asso- assumed more. No, no, but I'm saying that you- You gave me all the pieces that yeah. I have to work on this assumption. 
So technically, you're still the teacher. Yes. But I am now a fellow colleague. But you're the new master. Oh, am I your master? Yes. It's, it's kind of like the podcast. When we started, I was the only one that had done a podcast before. Now you have two and you edit and everything. Yeah. So I'm the king. King of furries, yes. King of Poland and of furries. Hell, is there a difference? I said podcasting, not Poland. But but we're the Polish, we're the top ten Polish podcast. That's true. I think we're. I haven't checked, but I think we're still king of this podcast. I'm going to take the the kingdom of Poland, which is the furry kingdom. Okay, but think about Poland. How they're the biggest furries in the world. I'm going to say this. (laughs) I can say this as a fact because we're in the top ten Polish podcasts. I know Poland, which means that I know a lot about Poland, and it's a fact. People, look it up. Type in Polish furries, and you'll find them. They'll be in fursuits of 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 white and red. I wonder if there are any Polish fairy communities. There, m- there must be. There yeah, must but, be. But like a really well-known one. Yeah, the Catholic Church. That you can directly... Well, they are the most... <laughs> apparently, it's the most Catholic country in Europe. Really? Even over Italy? Maybe even over Vatican City. Vatican City's not very big. They, no, mi- but- they might have the big guy, but, you know, not... But Italy. Well, the, the, the big mortal guy, not the big guy. They have their, their Vatican, they have their army, the... the- they have that the the Vatican has an army and they wear these stupid outfits. I know, I know. They they were in Eurotrip. I can't remember what they're called, but we're going to call them the furry they're, army. They're, I know they're Swiss. <laughs> like you have to be Swiss. I can't get past this idea now that the Catholic Church is the biggest furry community. <laughs> oh, did we brother. make that? Con- I know we. Ma- I'm making it now. Yeah, I was going to say we have to make the connection first. Jesus died for our fur. <laughs> I, I really, really hope someone started this episode randomly. Went to this point. It's like this film's really weird. Uh, I hope some innocent person just sat down. It's like I can't wait to hear a post- review of Santa Claus conquers the Martians and then I was like it sucks they're crying and then we go into this furry de- conversation and they start crying tears of joy into their fur suit <laughs> your, your child voice reminded me of Ned Flanders kids uh, Rod and Todd Rod and or Todd Rod and or Toddling so uh, any other laugh out loud moments or any laughing moments for you in this feature film well, like I said before, you know, this isn't really the best so bad it's good film, so any laugh moments really were, you know, small giggles. Uh, yeah, and any come to mind? Um, just a lot of the scenes with Santa, like, reacting or barely reacting to things. You know, like, he... <clears throat> um, There was the scene where he met the Martian children, where they were having very normal meet and greets with the regular Earth children, and then he just comes in... Doesn't say a single word, he just laughs. <laughs> it's just like, well, this is an interaction. Yeah, I appreciated, too, that the two Martian children... Children? The two Martian children, as Ben Kingsley would have said in Thunderbirds. Oh, children, that's right, that's right, he'd say that. He would have said... I like that the boy child did not care, and the girl child cared way too much. Very straight off the bat. They're watching TV off screen. Like, we're seeing them watch it, but we can't really see the TV as much. One of them, the girl, I do believe, is is intently staring at it. Like, she's giving a performance, and the little boy is just kind of like, uh, Well, you know what they say? Okay, cool. You know what they say, Ryan? Boys are from Mars, girls are from also Mars? Now... You'll be sad to hear that the guy who played Santa Claus. <laughs> I'm so sorry to say it. I read some trivia. Not the D word. <laughs> I read some trivia, and he's dead. I know. Did You're... they wait? Did they mention that in the trivia? <laughs> yeah, his first trivia <laughs> fact is he's dead, Ryan. Oh, you mean for the actor's trivia, not the film's trivia? Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. I went to the actor. I don't think the film's trivia would just say, and all of the actors are dead that's, or non-actors. Well, that's why I was confused. I'm like, I read the trivia. I don't remember reading that. No, I'm giving you <laughs> trivia. So I went in and I did. I found a bit of trivia, mm-hmm. which is that Billy, you know, the main boy? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Little, the little Aryan boy? He's a furry now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> he is no longer acting. He only did this. And one other role, which I'm confused by, which is a revival, thea- like a theatre revival of this film, 
in which he plays Billy Senior. And I don't know what this is. And he's the only returning cast member in that. So, the little girl... So he's carrying the legacy. The little girl whose name I'm forgetting. Billy and Betty. Yeah, that's it. Because the movie is lazy. You'll be surprised to hear this. But she's actually had a tremendous career. So, she went on to retire from acting. Mm -hmm. And then, I don't know what she's doing, but it's a great thing that she finished here. Because, can you beat this? Can you, as a child performer, if you if you had this in your resume, is there any point acting anymore? You've kind of reached the peak. You would forever be just tumbling down into, like you said, what this Martian girl did, where she went on to be known for being in terrible movies. You know, when you're four years old, or however old the Betty girl was, and you're in Eight. one of... Uh, f- sh- sure. Teen. Uh, f- Thousand. Okay, sure. Million. If I was eight years old and I was in one of the worst movies of all time, I'd probably not want to be in any more movies ever. If you were eight? Yeah. Because you'd be bullied for being... I mean, kids are cruel. If any of my kids' friends saw this, or my friends who were children saw this... I was about to say. (laughs) (laughs) Rachel's pregnant? No. My kid friends, you know, the orphans on the street. No, you mean your nine-year-old buddies. (laughs) (laughs) That's a callback of an old, Many, many years. Never, ever eat, by the way. So I, um, Macaulay Culkin, if you're listening to this, I'm in Rockland, California, waiting for your reply. (laughs) Also a callback. All of it's a callback. Kids would pick on you. They would walk around saying S A N T A and just sing <laughs> Santa Claus da, 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 at you all the time. I wanted to die watching the movie. I couldn't imagine being in the movie as a kid. It would be the end of my well, self esteem. Let's, let's not forget that um, the kid from Troll 2 needed to see the film first to realize it was bad. Yeah. Well, he was a, he was a little kid, and he wasn't even on the poster. Patrol 2, that little kid. Not a lot was on the poster from the film. No. No, 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 no. no. So, um, I mentioned earlier that there's a Polish newspaper in this film. <laughs> right after Santa gets kidnapped, um, or willingly taken... Sorry, sorry, conquers Mars, go on. Or once he was on the trip to go to Mars to conquer it, um, you get this, you know, typical, like, newspaper flash thing of, like, you know... All these different countries showing yeah, their newspapers yeah. of what's happening. The very first and very last newspapers are American newspapers that say, like, you know, Santa kidnapped by Martians. Um, and then all the ones in between are, like, you know, foreign newspapers giving you this sense of, like, oh, all around the world, you know. Every, in 80 days, yeah. Everyone is talking about Santa being, you know, kidnapped. And, you know, later on or beforehand, you have, like, oh, the world is uniting to save Santa and that goes nowhere. Uh, well, well, the world united when two little children disappeared at the beginning. You know how that happens? Yeah. Everyone in the world holds their breath because two little spoiled brats went missing for 20 minutes. Yeah, and that is, I'm glad you pointed out the 20 minutes thing because I was going to say, like, the news report specifically says today they were taken. The police were working very fast and found out that they were taken, you know, away from Earth. But um, with the newspapers, I obviously noticed that the second one, the very second one, was a Polish newspaper. And I was like, oh, okay, so Poland's talking about Santa as well. Um, And I paused and had a look at it. And it made me realize that all of Mm. the foreign newspapers, I think, were just real newspapers. And they weren't talking about Santa at all. They were, like, just talking about real things. Because, like, the Polish one was, like, the the big headline that you see there is saying, like, Polish people in grief and sorrow bid farewell to this female politician. Yeah, that is Santa Claus. (laughs) (laughs) Aleksandra something. Well, I didn't know Santa Claus went by that name in Poland. Yeah, Aleksandra Zam... Kiego or something What's like that? What's Santa Claus in Poland? Um, does he have a different name, different uh, mythos? They, they call him the Polish phrasing of Saint Nicholas, so Święty Mikołaj. And does he just follow the same standards as our version? Um, I think, yeah, it's just that Coca-Cola design, you know, the big fat guy in the red suit gives you presents. Bartek, he's thick, not fat. Well, back then it was fat. In the film, in the film, one of the aliens calls him Roly Poly. Yeah, Poland. 
<laughs> Roly Polandy. Well, polies. The police? No. We're... No, they're the ones who found out the kids were taken. We're Polly from Fat Pizza, the lead <laughs> protagonist of the Fat Pizza saga. This review is now a review of Fat Pizza. <laughs> the film. The film, yes, from 2003. Well, they got rid of Sleek the Elite in this film, so that was a big disappointment. Mm. So that was. Strike... And they introduced Davo, too. Uh, that was a strike, too. Strike three was, uh, well. Not enough Bobo. Needs more Bobo. But it also gave us his wife, Mail Order Bride. Yeah, yeah. More, that should have been the whole film. Paulie, get out of here. No one cares about you. Does anyone actually care about Paulie as the main character? Does anyone, like, he's serviceable. Does anyone actually care about him? I liked doing impressions of him. Oh, th- okay, so that's the answer is yes. Uh, so how did you feel about being misled by the title? I I think I walked in knowing that he doesn't conquer the Martian, so I didn't feel anything. Did you? Oh, I felt nothing during the entire <laughs> film, but yeah, you're right. I, I knew too, and I wondered why. I was going to... Uh, it was more watching the film itself and seeing how lazily the plot will contrive the title to make sense, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Santa Claus conquers the Martians, and the film will obviously not have that happen, but they're going to have some contrived reason in the story for why the movie's called that, and they never really did. It feels like, you know how when you go to like a thesaurus or a thesaurus website, it gives you like all the alternative words for this word, and a lot of them like really stretch, but like kind of still work? I feel Mm. like they did something like that here, obviously not a website in the 60s, but like conquers maybe they went with like oh enlightens or saves it's like conquer he's he's made some sort of strong impression on them visits yeah and like they picked like the last one i almost referenced something that i shouldn't have but yeah they (laughs) don't know what you're gonna say the the throwing down the gauntlet oh i was gonna mention that so it's fine (laughs) oh there we go yeah sure so so my uh 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 myself and our friend will who was here a few episodes ago we were working on a play before all of the covid stuff happened and we did this the synopsis the the the, this uh thesaurus thing and we wanted something that was different to defy or break the rules i think it was rebel rebel and one of them was an entire phrase instead of a word which was throwing down of the gauntlet it's like such insolent throwing down of the gauntlet yes and that's a line (laughs) that we wrote was i can't believe i cannot believe such insolent throwing down of the gauntlet (laughs) and i still think about that all the time but yeah uh i did i was waiting for the film to try to have for instance one of the martians dresses up as santa claus and i was expecting oh and everyone believes it so easily i was expecting that the bad guy was going to dress up as santa claus and do horrible things to prove his point that humans are bad. You know, that's a plot. Mm-hmm. That's something that the villain could actually do. Kind of like, you know how the Grinch in The Grinch dresses up as Santa Claus and steals all the presents? Yeah, and like the little girl sees him. Yeah. yeah. But they didn't do that here. They just did nothing. They you know, instead... Fucko, or whatever his name was. <laughs> Dropo, Dropo, something Droppy, like that. Droppy, turdy, yeah... He old, uh, yeah, aborty. He uh, walked around in the suit, being annoying, and then the movie ended. The end. Uh, anything else you want to say? Um, no, I already blew the newspaper load. Best Christmas movie ever made. It's only slightly better than Tokyo Godfathers, but less good than. Uh, Friday After Next. Yeah, it's one of the ones we did. Um, you remember that classic, don't you? Yeah, I did. It was the third one. Yep. I hadn't seen the first two. But... Nor have I. <laughs> There's that YouTube commenter who really wants us to see them. I li- well, it's one of them's on the list, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I remember liking the lines like, Chicken's so good you'll slap your mama or something. Chicken's so good you want to slap your mama. Hey, hey mama. mama. Yeah, what? <laughs> slap, slap. I, think, I don't think she said, yeah, what? But that's not the punchline. I think she said like, what the hell do you want? And then yeah. just like, gets smacked. And then throughout the movie, she's got this. See, we're having so much more fun talking about that movie. Uh, how could you feel the holy moly donut shop? That was a whole entire <laughs> phrase said in the movie. Uh, we should and, have had sorrow for this episode. And Terry Crews being a sexual predator man. 
his big muscles, and he and he chokes them out by flexing his pecs so hard. And he had a romance with Cat Williams, as we all did. He's the universe. <laughs> he knows stuff about the Illuminati. So, do you recommend this? Um, probably not. No, I, I don't think it's awful. You, I, I, some people evidently hate themselves watching it, but I don't think. You would rather watch this than Neon Demon? I think this would go faster. Oh, fuck you. This is, I'm not usually this is one... interminably long. <laughs> I'm, look, this I'm not... This is one of the longest 80-minute movies I've ever watched in my life. That's Look, that wasn't fair. Like, I, I'm not really into that whole argument of, like, oh, this is shorter, so I'll go with that. But, yeah, yeah. but I, I did find myself smiling throughout this one, and Neon Demon I do want to check out again, so... Keanu know, Reeves, who make you smile? Keanu Reeves. I looked at a picture of him the other day. It made me smile. It, it was that as we all do. It was that funny version of the poster of Johnny Mnemonic, where it's like he's the biggest hard drive or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Such a dumb poster. I love it. <laughs> Meet the world's biggest hard drive. I think was the thing. This <laughs> is a picture of Keanu Reeves. <laughs> it was um, the sad Keanu meme. Oh, brother! I hate this movie, so no, I don't recommend it. And I and I I want a public apology from Stuart for this recommendation. How dare you? You're not my friend, and you won't be anytime soon for this. I will conquer your Mars. If I see you in my solar system, I'm going to put on my fake mustache, paint myself green, and do absolutely nothing for 80 minutes straight other than just say, How dare you, you Martian... Hater, you. Well, Ryan, Ooh. Ryan, the joke's on you because according to this film, conquering is a good thing. You're, you're going to do a good thing for Stuart. No, I'll, I'll, I'll conquer him all night. So, uh, you're the one recommending the movie for next time. Yes, I am, and I believe that's going to be our first episode of next year. Yep, we're taking a few weeks break, having time on the holidays, recharge our batteries. We haven't really had a break in a while doing the pod. It's been pretty non-stop. True, but we have been doing it remotely for quite a lot of this year, haven't we? Yeah. Bartek's mm. like going to cry because his next recommendation is going to be a really good movie. I can see it all on his face. <laughs> I like the movie. Um, so, Ryan, when we started Pictures Powwow, we did a trauma film. But it wasn't it wasn't exactly a trauma film. Like it, it was a film that was made and then trauma got the rights to it. And then later on we kind of did the same thing again in Mystery Box. We watched Mr. Scarface and that film kind of sucked, too, didn't it? Can I guess which trauma film you're going to do? Sure. Is it Tromeo and Juliet? That was my runner-up. <sighs> I was in, I was initially going to do it because I mentioned it the other week. I'm like, yeah, I want to see that again. Um, but no, I'm going to go with one of the, the Lloyd Kaufman ones. Ah. Um, I want to go with Poultrygeist Night of the Chicken uh, Dead from 2006. Uh, fuck! <laughs> okay. And, Off we go. Oh, do you not like it? Oh, I know of it. No, no, I, I, I have a very, we talked about it in our episode, I have a very love-hate relationship with trauma films. Mm. Uh, my favourite is Toxic Avenger 4, Four yeah. Citizen Toxie. <laughs> Close second being Sergeant Kabuki Man. I like that one a lot too. I thought you haven't seen that one. No, I have now. Oh, you have now? I have since. Okay. I watched Citizen Toxie first. Which has Sergeant Kabuki Man in it. But he's like a different character, right? Yeah, he's a degenerate. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sergeant Kabuki Man is a film. I like uh, the monkey in that one. Mm-hmm. So we'll be talking about, what was the name again? Poultry Geist, Night of the Chicken Dead from 2006. So everyone make sure to watch that over the next, whenever you get the chance. Enjoy your holidays. Have a good end of the year. Hopefully the start of 2022 will be better for everyone involved. Same all applies to you, Bartek. Thank you. And Poland out there. Wesołych <laughs> I don't know what that, no, I do know what that means because I'm a furry expert. And you're the king of Poland. That eh? was him offering you a yif. So... <laughs> It was the Polish version of Merry Christmas, man. Yeah, offering a gift. Mm-hmm. Have a gift. <laughs>